I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to GR with me, Darren O'Sullivan, and a very, very worried Lee Costello. Unfortunately, Niall McIntyre can't be with us today. The poor man has gone down with man flu. Um, not even sure if we can call it that anymore. But look, that's what he has. Um, he's he's at home with his limp sip. Um, but I, I don't mind. It's okay. I have Lee. We've lots to talk about. How are you doing, Lee? Uh, not so bad. I probably feel worse than Niall, to be fair, um, after watching the weekend. I'm, I'm a Liverpool fan as well, as you well know, Alex. So it's just that's just been a tough weekend. I mean... Being a sports journalist and none of the sports that you or teams that you support doing well is, is pretty because you can't even switch off. You're you're forced to watch it and endure it and write about it and have people tweet you. So that's where I'm at in my life. <laughs> well, well, I had ten years of United misery after being spoiled. Um, so things are looking good on that front. Um, I actually went over last Thursday for the United Barcelona game, and honestly, it was actually. The best buzz at a match. I I I'd say I was ever at. Really, and I went. I've been to a Super Bowl final. What's your What Super Bowl um, final were you at? Do you know? I can't remember. <laughs> That's how good it was. Um, yeah, I, I genuinely. What's it? Is New Orleans Saints and um, one of them anyway? I just remember. Yeah, it was in Miami, and I remember. Um, it was actually freezing. By the time the game got started, I was frozen. But uh, look, we won't go into that because that just shows how little I know or care about American football. But, no, you're um, it, no, Europa buzz, League. That's what you're all about. Right? Hey, you know all about right, next you year. This is, this is a GA hey, podcast. Fair, we'll, fair. Stay, we'll stay off the soccer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to be fair, there's, there's actually loads to talk about it. We are talking about it offline. Um, you could actually just freewheel through this show mm-hmm. with no prep because there is so much going on around the place but look I suppose we'll start close to home for me uh Tralee Kerry Armagh um the crowd over in Tralee the weekend was unbelievable in fairness the Armagh supporters came down in their droves there was a great atmosphere around Clarny and Tralee um for the game all weekend that you know they bring the colour they bring the noise um but they didn't bring the football (laughs) It was an it was, it was an awful game to watch um, for neutral, uh, very physical, um, but it wasn't the Armagh we were, or maybe hoping to see or expecting to see or getting used to seeing um, the kind of free flowing, attacking football. If you score ten, we'll yeah. score eleven. If you get two goals, we'll get three goals. But in one sense, even though they, they didn't come away with the points, I think they proved that. They can keep some of the best forwards in the game quiet. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that they can play a different style of football. And look, once you survive in Division One for a lot of teams that and you learn something new, they'll be happy. Now, I think McGee would be happy enough. Maybe disappointed the way they couldn't hold on in the end. Mm-hmm. But like I said, they showed a different side to themselves that they can 
maybe go away from what they want to do and just be be horrible be horrible and hard to break down and hard that's to it no they were very uh very pragmatic i think is the nice way of saying it um they just conceded the kickouts from the start let went to carry you can have that uh they were obsessed with David Clifford, as we all are, I suppose. But, you I mean, they, they did a good job on him. I think he only scored one point from play. And that man's practically a robot. So, it, you know, it tells you everything. I, I don't think he... Did he score? Did he not? Was I it all frees? Yeah. I, I think it was four frees. No, having said that, um, he was double yeah. marked. And every time the ball went in that direction, there was three and four. And three, like... I, I know any time he made a run, there was contact yeah. made. Ball there or not, there was contact being made, which, look, do you know what? We all want to see David Clifford play, but Armad did what they had to do to keep him That's quiet. Um, they did similar on Shawnee. And look, do you know what? It, you take them out. Kerry kicked 12 points. I think Shawnee only got one from a free, let's say David, four from Five points from David and Shawnee. Mm-hmm. Most teams are going to be looking at going... Maybe this is the way to go. Yeah, that, well, that's it. And like, they were just so obsessed about the space in behind themselves. I think you know they they didn't want to be exposed there. Kerry did get the grips with it a little bit when they attacked at pace. You know, through the hands. There's some brilliant handling. There was like basketball at one stage. Um, the quick hands through. There were some great scores. But from Armagh's point of view, I get what you mean saying that. Like, it does show like you know that they've got something else in their arsenal. I reckon Kieran McGinney will, will be spinning it that way as well. Afterwards, you know, they'll be saying like, we can do that. And you know, we know everyone knows we can play the you know, launch the ball in and play, uh, create chaos and stuff. But we can also do this pragmatic style uh, that's a little bit, that can be deemed to be more efficient. And, you know, if, if they sort of do like what Ross Common and Mayo are starting to do and strike in that balance, um, then they can be an even more dangerous team than they already are. Uh, but they've still got some questions to figure out. Like, I, I, there's that thing, I call it the, the Michael Murphy conundrum, but still a little unsure were best to use Rian O'Neill or what to do with them. Like, what if you were manager of Armagh, would you be saying to Rian, you stay up front and you know, stay near, near goal where you're at your most dangerous? But like, you can see the temptation because he's such a brilliant footballer that when you're in trouble, you know, bring him out, get his hands on the ball. Um, he's, he's even just brilliant at slowing the play down when they need to do because he doesn't mind getting stuck in. You know, what, what do you do with him? Yeah, he's a player. I, I look. Bringing him out around the middle, I always find it a funny one when you're a player of that ability and that scoring ability. Um, he kicked a couple of great scores um, the weekend from play, or from play, he kicked one lovely one from play in the first half, a couple of big frees then as well. I would never be bringing him further in the centre forward yeah. role, to be honest. Do you know, and have it an alternating thing there, he can be mixing in and out with so much he kind of does but it is a bit like Michael Murphy so good inside so good outside but I want my best players closer to goal because that's where they're going to hurt teams like do Kerry mind him being out around the middle no because is he going to hurt them that much out there probably yeah. not he can play well out there and be on the ball but he's not going to hurt yeah. them he's not going to beat him he can beat he could beat a team on his own inside exactly yeah because he's such a powerhouse he has that bit of fucking that bit of nastiness in him. Yeah. Do you know he has that spikiness where when he tackles, you know all about it, and that's why some of the players that you know we all hype up and build up, and they don't have that, and that's why they never kick on. He has it. He has that bit of spikiness that opposition fans might love to hate as well. Yeah, um, but I'd be trying to play him inside the like bring him outside the forty-five, right? If you're trying to hang on and you need someone to hold on to ball, but. By and large, I'd have him inside. He's just he's a powerhouse. Like he has it all: size, um, speed, strength, skill, uh, beautiful kicking, yeah. um, technique and ability. Um, so for me, like Grugan last year was a big big loss for for yeah. Matt. Um, I like him as a player. Wouldn't have the same physique, but he, he's rangy and he he's very creative. He sees a pass, but. In terms of Kerry, like you, you highlighted there are some of the scores he got um, with the slick hand pass. And when the hand pass is done slick, it can be an incredibly good skill. And you ha- like you, you've we've seen some great scores, not just the weekend, but over the years, where it was hardly in someone's hand, they'd have flicked yeah. it away and they see a pass that you didn't see. And there it's a great skill to it. It's people hate the hand pass when it's over and back outside the 45 yeah. and it's people are afraid to 
to take a chance at a kick and it, it's I'll take the safe option here. But when it's done at pace and your players break in the line kind of rug, rugby-esque, mm-hmm. it can be brilliant. And in fairness, Kerry, they, they upped the, the pace a couple of times in the in the first half um, and they played it a bit, What they kind of spread it to the play a bit wider. Um, they got some good scores, but by and large, mostly, well, first half especially, they were very narrow and quite slow. Obviously, the fact that David was doubling, treble yeah. marked inside, meant that there wasn't much opportunity to kick ball in either and I suppose the temptation to kick ball in is there but the fear of counter-attacks yeah, you know but... that probably is the back of their mind but um, no like that another big a big one was Stefan Acumber mm-hmm. um, he came in in place of Pat Warren and I, I was lucky enough I tweeted it before the game that I thought he would pick up Rian O'Neill he has that ability he did the same St. Brendan's two years ago I think it was in Stacks Park actually against Austin Stacks and he marked Kieran Donaghy and obviously Kieran would have the same athleticism as as Rian but big physical guy and he did really well in him the same mm-hmm. day and um, what that did was like it showed his ability but the only thing now for us is we saw him he played very well I thought Stefan on, on one of the top forwards in the game it's about is he can he play next week yeah can he put in a, a run of games where we go, right, he can play that tagging role, he can play this role, that role, and not just the management, I think, well, mostly the management, but the supporters, we'll have a better feel for where Stefan can do a job for us because athletically, he'd be up there with the top in the country. Like you watch him gliding around the pitch, it's my fear. Sometimes you look at a player like that and you go, he's actually too yeah. lean. He's going to be picking up knocks all the time. Mm-hmm. And up to this point, that kind of has happened to him. His career has been, well, since he's come back. Yeah, it's been stop-start, little injuries. Like after All-Ireland, he had, I think it was shoulder surgery. That kept him one of the club campaigns. So he hasn't much football played yet. And that that will come against him at some stage in the year where your reactions are about that bit slower. Mm-hmm. Well, like I was just um, wondering because... So, Colin Cooper was saying, I don't know if you heard him, about how he thinks there is a gap in the Kerry midfield. I say a gap, but there's an opportunity even uh, for someone to really step up and make that position their own, particularly now that David Warren's gone and he thinks Stefan could be that person. I know you're saying he's, he had a, a sort of man-marking role, um, but you already talked about his athleticism and things. Do you think midfield could be somewhere uh, that you see him in the future as, as a mainstay? Yeah, like that. I think the orthodox midfielder is dying out. Um, I suppose, look, Jack Barry at the moment is our number one midfielder. And for the last number of years, he was a great foil for David Moore. David Moore was number one and Jack was that brilliant number two midfielder that you have. And he can play a certain role. But that tagging role, you, you kind of need that for a lot of midfielders. You look at, just even looking at the Connacht teams there, McDade, yeah. you know, Matty Ruan. Um, you know Smith above and Roscoe. You know that's just a couple of teams. So a lot of teams play with these athletic midfielders who get around the p- field. So having someone like Stefan, if he can stay fit, he he would be a serious option. Obviously, we have Dermot O'Connor to come back in. Who I actually don't think the injury is a bad thing for him. Yeah. Uh, in terms of giving him a bit of a break, because I, I I found last year because he had a long campaign with the club straight back in with Kerry and. When he got to the latter stages of the championship, I think his performance, not that it, well, it dropped a bit, but it was mostly down. I just thought it was fatigue and stuff and it, I think it caught up on him. And then you go back into the club and it's a long campaign. So sometimes the break it is no harm and it, he'll come back fresh. Hopefully, if he can get the last game or two of the league, <clears throat> he'd be in a good place to come back. He's not the type of fella to put on weight or get too unfit mm-hmm. either. So having... and. Do you know what? It'd be unusual for your three midfielders to be from the one club as well. They're all in the Gale men yeah. um, over in Tralee. So it'd be, be unbelievable to have three in the Gale men fighting out for two positions. Could be a frosty but, um, car drive up. Yeah, I was going to say they're probably carpooling, yeah. so it'd be awkward enough. But um, no, like that, he was definitely a plus for Kerry. Um, I think supporters are delighted to yeah. see him out there and in action and seeing what he has to do. Um, and like I think Jack came out and said it. Look, we don't need to win Division One, and there was a bit of oh, is he being cute? But I don't think he is. Like they've won a lot of league titles over the last number of years. Um, for Kerry, Kerry are probably one of the only ones that they, they don't need the league title for a bit of a confidence yeah. boost or anything like that. If you go through the rest of them, 
I can see why they wouldn't want to get that bit of silver or climb the steps of Crow Park. It, whether you're a week or two or 10 out from your provincial championship, that's a confidence booster. That gives you a buzz in collecting silverware. And it is the second biggest medal you can yeah. win. And there isn't many medals. You can I, I always find it strange. People are going, oh, I don't know where they go for it. And I go, hold on it. When you finish your career, which your career is short enough, 10, 12 years maybe, if you're lucky, you want to count your medals. Yeah. Do you no, know? A, at the end, you want to have something to show for it. I mean, and like, they're sitting fourth, I think, at the minute. So, you know, they'll easily, could, could easily just find themselves there, nearly. You know, I know Jackson, he's not, yeah, they're not going I for think it. I think by, de- by default, like, they're two points off yeah. the top. They're going to Oma next weekend. We'll talk about that in a while. You just don't with the way the results are going to start yeah. going now because obviously some teams do take their eye off the ball and they might say I'm safe now we can try a bit of bits and pieces and other teams then it might be going well all of a sudden going to overdrive into survival mode um so they could find themselves in the final and look I don't think he he wouldn't say no yeah. to it it's it's more games which is what they want and obviously we have a few players like the likes of Paul Ganey, Stephen O'Brien, Brian Begley, uh, Gavin White. There are four starters from last year who have played no football yeah. yet. Um, so it'll be an extra opportunity for minutes for them. So there's obviously no, there's no, you know, there's no negative to get to a league final. I just think he's saying it's not the priority. It's it performances, but with performances you want points, and you keep picking up points, you'll be yeah, in the final. Exactly. It's, it's just that's just the way it is. So ah, look, it'll be interesting. Like that, look, Armagh will need points now next weekend mm-hmm. as well. So. Yeah, it's it's um it's getting to that that stage of the season, you know. We'll talk about the other games a bit later where teams are dropping points where you think they'd pick them up and other teams are getting the odd point here and there all of a sudden you think they're not gonna stay up and then they're in the mix to compete yeah. and no, it's 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 we're getting into the, the exciting part of the league and obviously teams are gonna be trying to fine tune now as well, I think, for championship. But um I know you don't want to talk about it. But I'm I'm kicking myself for not sticking to my guns with my prediction of Tyrone. <laughs> yeah. Um. And next week I'll be saying, Ah, no, no, I was only joking. Uh, they, they won't go down. Um. But well, look, I'll give you a positive first. I think McStayball is going to go. Oh yeah, if it hasn't already. I seen it. I seen it on Twitter. The only problem is. Someone else is going to claim the day. No, I don't know how to DM. I, I verbally say it, but I don't know how to actually do it. How do, how do I legally, yeah. you know, claim that? McStable. <laughs> yeah. Would, in fact, I'm actually so happy for him. I'm delighted for him. And I said this before. Anyone to go from the comfy seats mm-hmm. of the Sunday game and put their neck on the line deserves credit. 100%. And... In fairness, him, they're playing attractive football. Like everyone, like people like to watch Mayo for the last number of years because it was helter skelter and running wild and it was exciting. And they still have that. But he's getting the best out of Aiden O'Shea. Yeah. And they're they're mixing up the long game and the running game. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 been, it's been fantastic to watch, to be fair. Like, and just taking Tyrone and the personal pain out of it. Um, you know, like it's so enjoyable. Uh, some of the scores that they're getting and li- nearly so satisfying to watch. Um, like the first goal came, you know, it was sort of like that old style running game, bursting through one twos, laying it back to Aidan O'Shea to get the goal, and then it was like a complete role reversal for the second goal. Aidan O'Shea picks the ball up deep and kicks a, a fantastic point, like or a fantastic pass. Sorry, I'd say the left, uh, straight into the hands of of Carr, who who doesn't know how to do anything but score goals. He's just a goal machine. Yeah. Um, but like that versatility was just fantastic. And then I think it's so hard to defend too, because to me, Tyrone are, are kind of always this season stuck between two. I don't know whether they know to go or stay or or what exactly their identity is in terms of the, of the football they're trying to play. And then when you can see the goal because they're running straight through you, you know, I I was just watching Potty Hampshire. You know, he kept his eyes really. He was watching Carr rather than the ball. You know, like he was obsessed with him because, you know, just a couple of minutes before they were sprinting through and the runners were causing the problems. But because he was sort of kept his eyes on on the forward instead of the ball itself, you know, it was too late by the time he turned around. It was over his head into James Carr's hand and into the back of the net. And, you know, you don't know whether to stick or twist at that stage. But I'm wondering too, like, 
and uh, all credit to Kevin McStay, like you say, um, coming out and being brave, you know, literally putting money, you know, or, or like walking the walk as well as talking the talk. And, and not a lot of people can do that. And striking this balance is the big thing. But I think some ba- maybe credit has to go to James Horn too, because he got that style of football so ingrained in them. It was just more about adding that other option. You know, like it, it might be harder nearly the other way if you were a kicking team and not getting success and then trying to turn them into a running team, you know. So they've still got like the roots of sort of James Horn there and, and with that running game and, and the best out of it. And Kevin McStay's t- sort of told them when to go when and when not to uh, do that and pick their sort of options. But in terms of Tyrone, I, I don't know what's going on. The, the lack of intensity with Tyrone is, is the most worrying thing. Yeah. It's, it, they look toothless, genuinely. Um, do you know, it, it's actually funny. I was, um, I've met a few of the Tyrone players over the last couple of years, I'd say, since I retired different bits and pieces and we would have had him on the GR last year and we did the skills challenge and stuff and top blokes, lovely fellas. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure the players I would have played against in my early career were top blokes and lovely fellas yeah. too. I know where this is going. But they definitely would they definitely wouldn't let me know about yeah. it though. Like there was a bit of mystery about him, which brings a bit of fear, a bit of worry. That bit of Jeez, this fella's a bit wild yeah. here. Do you know he could do? Do you know that bit of unknown? Whereas, no, yeah, and, and I'm wondering. Maybe it's the social media thing. Even the GPA stuff. Um, we do a lot of uh, GPA. Uh, they open up doors for a course and different things, so you get to know mm-hmm. fellas a, a lot better. And sometimes you get to know fellas a bit better. And that not fear factor, but that that skepticism, skepticism or whatever yeah. the word is, you know, you're a bit wary of a fella. That goes, you go, ah, geez, he's a nice bloke. And I remember meeting a few of them in the last couple of years going, jeez, he's not like a Tyrone lad at all. He's sound. <laughs> but the, the lads I played against were probably sound too. I've met Mulligan and a few of them different and they're yeah. great crack. Good guys. But they definitely wouldn't let me know it when we were playing against No, that's them. it. Because then that, that edge is I... gone. And I said it before, when you win, you lose an edge. Yeah. You lose that bit of grit. Well, I sort of have another look theory at Hes- about that. Hessian's exactly, goal, though. Exactly. Hessian's three, three of them. It's and there was one hand, and it was a soft yeah, hand. So passive. So so passive. I I do have a theory. I'm I'm wondering, like, and I mean, to be fair, the trunk camp's still pretty tight. Like, you we don't. No one actually hears of any concrete. Uh, proof or facts that you know everyone says the camp's pretty upset because it looks that way because the performances are so poor so it's hard to say that everything's going well clearly but you know you're not actually hearing about like players falling out or anything like that and they're pretty good at keeping that sort of stuff quiet but I I am wondering like just like I was saying there about James Horn and how like the roots were sort of brought in uh, still of having the running game and that intensity and Kevin McStay just sort of had not just sort of he still had a lot of work to do but bringing in the change, knowing that that foundation was already there. I'm just theorizing here that Mickey Hart was in charge for so long, from 2003 to 2020, um, such a long time. And the Tyrone players you're talking about, like that entire era, even when he wasn't as successful, you know, we had a couple of years without even Ulster titles and then he brought them sort of back again. There was transition years. But even in those transition years, they were still so dogged and nasty and horrible to play against. They were the, the, the bare minimum of being a Tyrone player was raw intensity. And like, even if they got beat comfortably on the scoreline, like no team was really walking away saying, or not knowing that they were in a tough game, you know, like it's ne- it was never, ever handy. And I see that in Armagh now, you know, like even when Kerry were having it their own way for periods of the game against Armagh, like they were still like, pushing and shoving, getting in their faces, making big tackles and screaming and slowing the game down, getting yellows where they needed to get yellows. Um, and I'm beginning to think that as Mickey Hart's left, that the roots and uh, the the DNA was still sort of there in that first season. But as it gets further and further away from that Hart era, um, you know, it, it's sort of being lost a little. Like, and I always remember a funny story that Owen Mulligan told. Like, so Hart's thing, like bare minimum, Work rate, work rate, work rate, work rate. And every team meeting, and this is like, I mean, they're nearly 20 years. And every team meeting and every uh, team talk, it, it all came down to some sort of variation of hard work and like dying for each other on the pitch sort of thing. And there's a, a story Mulligan told where uh, Mickey, he was talking in the background when Mickey was giving one of his speeches. And uh, Mickey stopped the whole thing and goes, Mulligan, would you like to tell me what I said? As in to catch him out because he knew he wasn't listening. 
and Mulligan turned around and said, uh, was it work rate, Mickey? And everyone laughed because that's exactly what he was talking about. You know, like, so that's, it's, it was so clearly obvious to them, you know, and I'm not saying like, yeah. like do her and all that are saying don't work hard, but I'm just wondering that, like, how do you get that back? Like, how do you get that dogged intensity? I, I don't know, to be honest, this could be another one of them ones where, oh, stick this up in the dressing room yeah. wall. It's it's like ever like you know you'd see that like people on about oh it's motivation or discipline. Mm. Motivation it's fleeting it can come and go. I'm motivated for a game. Discipline is to do it time and time again. Like the great Dublin team yeah. there, that they didn't lose their edge after winning. It made them hungrier. Um, and look, the year after win, you'd say oh something you take your foot off the pedal. It's hard to this. We're in the second season, and to be honest, it's got worse. Um, and look, some like I, I, I'd be adamant on it. Winning can soften you if you don't have the right characters driving it on. Dublin obviously had the right characters, and even to be honest, the years that when I came in first, I think the first five or six years was all earns every year. But even when you when you won, you were always looking at what we do. And the following year, we mightn't have won, but we yeah. were there. Um, we could have won and right you get beaten but maybe it was that bit of an edge that was gone off us was the reason yeah. we didn't I, it it just it's nature of the beast it takes certain type of individuals to go back go back go back and like, you, you get to the pinnacle and all of a sudden there's a whew, you breathe a sigh of relief I got there but then you have to go back again and like I said sometimes that air of do you know that air of nastiness or that bit of doggedness? I don't know. Our teams, maybe teams are just physically better prepared now. They're just not worried about yeah. it anymore, and it doesn't intimidate them as much. Um, but I definitely think the fact that, for me anyway, when we were playing Tyrone in the in the mid to late two thousand and whatever, and the boys were playing mm-hmm. for. Do you know, obviously there wasn't there wasn't as much social media. You didn't know the players. There was an air of mystery about them, which. You could start rumours there that, oh, geez, this fellow works. He's a grave digger yeah. or something. You're like, oh, Jesus Christ, he's a grave digger. Do you know? That's a scary job. Yeah. Um, do you know? Just, I know it sounds silly yeah. at times. There's an aura, nearly. That, yeah. Yeah, there is. And like like I said, I met a good few of the Tyrone lads and nice lads. And this isn't, I'm not giving up because they're nice lads, but the fact that I I know it kind of mellows them out a small bit from yeah. you know, like, yeah. uh, but they definitely have to they definitely have to do something because like look Mayo were outstanding last year like we said Aidan O'Shea the pass for the second goal was unbelievable but he did the same pass against Kerry into O'Donoghue for a, a mark yeah. he has that outside yeah, boot he has football ability like we said last week he was the pantomime villain but he's inside where he can cause damage. Even if he's not catching it, he's breaking it, they're feeding off the brakes because they have lively lads and they've Conroy yeah. back. That's more late. Killian O'Connor is getting up to speed, but he's not getting on. I know. That, that, All that's of just a sudden, how they have an yeah. option. That, yeah, and that's giving the players even more confidence. You're on, uh, and you've someone like Killian O'Connor chomping at the bit to come on. Do you know, Jaron O'Connor is flying up and down. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, like Matty Ruan's one of the top midfielders, and they have a great balance, and they have players to come back. Exactly, exactly. But like that, a lot of it is down to the work they have done previously, and McStay is just juggling between the both of them really well mm-hmm. at the moment. And I think Parig O'Hora, who's another player to come back, had said uh, just a good couple of weeks back, maybe a month or two ago, that training's been great. Fellas are delighted going in. That bit of freshness is there, a bit of giddiness, yeah. I think he even said. And that. That's that's showing. Like so, look, Tyrone are at home next weekend. Um, very look normally above in Healy Park. They do put in a performance. It'll be a bit like Snacks Park the weekend. I'm sure there'll be a big crowd up there. Win? No, I won't be going. I'll be sunning myself out oh, in the But uh, I'll be there okay, in spirit. I'm glad. I'm glad. I can hang out with your spirit. We'll have a paint. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to go up. To be honest, I used to. I used to love playing up there. I loved the atmosphere yeah. up there. Because it was obviously very spiky at the time. But like that, Tyrone will need their fans to get behind them. They yeah, need a good start against Kerry because Kerry are starting to get bodies back. They're starting to click a bit more into gear. They weren't they weren't very good the weekend, but 
they ground it out. I think they had to, even groaning out, for Kerry, groaning out a victory like they did the weekend in a very physical game brings back the edge. Yeah, exactly. It shows character. And that's what the game was for Kerry the weekend, character building. Tyrone need that kind of character building game now where it's a nasty, it might be like the Kerry Armagh game where it's finishes 12-11, 10-9. But they're on the, right the side, positive yeah. side of it. Yeah. So, look, it's going to be a big couple of weeks from, but like I said it early days and do I started saying, Jesus, it's going to bite me in the arse because, do you know, I have too many good players, but I, I've said it in a piece for the Kerry's eye, good players don't cut it. No, that's it. That's it. Good players don't cut it. You have to have that bit of, that bit of nastiness. You don't get to the top of any sport unless you have that bit of red mist in you. That bit, and in fairness to Tyrone boys, they have it, but for whatever reason, they're not, it's not coming no. out at the moment. But look, they have quality players. So if they, if they turned on the style next weekend and beat Kerry comfortably above, would you be surprised? You'd say, fuck, you'd, I wouldn't say that. But you'd say, yeah, they have the ability yeah. to do this. But so, yeah, look, it'll be interesting, but they need to start. They need to start getting back no. to basics, and that is closing up shop, a bit like Armad at the weekend. No, definitely. Just fuck me get a hand in at the very least. But we'll, we'll know a lot more about them uh, come Sunday because if they lose that, and like, you know, if you're going by the odds and you're going in current form, that that's the more likely uh, scenario, then you're yeah. talking. You're talking and, serious, serious trouble here. <laughs> and we'll talk about the Houdini Act there yeah. in a while. But for now, we're going to go down a division. We're going to go down to Division 2. Um, another team we expect to be competing at the business end of the year. Um, but they're not really motoring at the moment. I think we called them boring yeah. last weekend. Um, and I think we'll call them lucky this weekend. Now they showed good character mm-hmm. to come back. Um, Claire, like, I'm sick of building up Clare. I like I like Clare as a footballing team. Super footballers. Clary was outstanding yeah. the weekend. Um and in front of Sean Kavanagh, he said he doesn't see any improvement in the in the team. They're still relying on the same fellas and they're great players. And the funny thing was I was chatting to a friend of mine recently and he was our I know I think they're building something in Dublin. And I was a bit surprised because I was there going, I don't know. Like it's still the same. And now they're a great spine. You've John Small, yeah. um, Fenton, Kilkenny, uh, Khan. If you take the four of them out, I'm not sure who's really like that striking a bit of fear into you. And I think they got a couple of dubious calls the weekend that helped them yeah. get back into it against an except a very good Clare team. The the thing with Dublin as well is that they they don't seem to have that same sort of production line that they used to have. Um, there's that over-reliance on the sort of senior players. You talked about the spine of the team. Uh, Dean Rock in particular, he kicked a, a lot of big scores. And we sort of said a few weeks ago when he, like, remember when he broke through the team, he had to, like, get that position from, like, the Brogan brothers and, like, Owen O'Gara, Paddy Andrews players that got, you know, re- really big names. He had to force his way through. But now that he, he's had the, this mantle in, in the forward line now, for, what, what seems like forever, and, and it's no surprise because he's a quality player, but there doesn't even seem to be anyone sort of chomping at his heels. Uh, putting them under pressure to, to keep performing, and um, when you're comparing that to like a Mayo and that Killian O'Connor situation that we talked about, um, there's what's wrong with Dublin is too is I'm just wondering that idea that this is sort of on purpose, this kind of motor and not getting out of second gear because like they're in Division Two and then they're going to go into the Leicester Championship where really they've maybe got one team that's going to compete against them and that's a maybe even at this stage <laughs> you know so they're not going to who's that one team I, I was thinking Kildare but you know not the, unless they play them in Newbridge so because <laughs> um, they've been terrible uh, I, we've, we've seen what happens yeah. in Newbridge so like you know they're not we'll top of that they're not going to have to peak for so much later than pretty much everyone else so maybe I don't know they can afford to do this but definitely the over-reliance on, on the sort of older players the, the lack of young stars sort of coming through to push through it can't be a good thing. They can't be yeah. feeling too positive about I, things. I don't, I don't know about this peaking thing anymore. The season's so short. True. True. Um, do you know, like, and you can't coast for three months in second or third gear, and then hope to get up to fifth gear for maybe one of the bigger teams in a semi final. Yeah. I just don't think it works that way, and I don't think individually confidence wise it works that way if you're just strolling through games I I, I could be proved wrong but I'm looking at it 
and you don't get the same fear from Dublin. And look, we talked about their kind of boring style and it's very laboured and you have one of the best ball winners in the country in the full mm-hmm. forward line in Conor Cannon. Uh, he got an outstanding goal, a slight push. I wouldn't have given it, oh, to be yeah. honest. I would have given the goal. Um, yeah, I didn't think there was much in it, no. thought it was poor defending. But that's what Khan has in the locker. But he's more or less starved up there. Or It's so slow coming into him. The only reason he's winning is because he's such a good ball yeah. winner. But he's surrounded by two and three around. Like, you know, um, I just think, like, phew, there's no urgency to it. There's no pace to it. Like I remember, the, like I, I, we're not going to keep going back to the, the great Dublin team because you don't look. You don't replace players like Paul Flynn, the Brogans, Connolly. Yeah. Do you know the list goes on? You don't replace them with like for like, but you do replace them with quality players. And look, they're good players, but they just I don't know. I think it's a style. Um, maybe it's even Desi. <laughs> Desi Desi's quite uh bland when he's talking, and there's no. Re- I don't know. Maybe it's different in the dressing room, but. Jesus, I don't know. Maybe he's just not getting them up for it. Maybe they're sleepwalking out of the dressing room because he is like he's a good yeah. bloke and he's obviously a good coach. But the interviews after will put you to no, sleep. No. And the the plan puts you to sleep. And and imagine he. <laughs> yeah. But I was there going, Jesus, imagine him giving you an old speech there before you go out. Maybe I look, maybe I'm wrong. Look, we're not in the dressing yeah, room. Yeah. But I was there going, has to be, there has to be something he, like. He captained um, them before, like so there must be something in him. You would think he, he could. Switch it off. Ah, look, he, look, he's obviously looking. He was head of his GPA for a long time, and I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm only trying to find reasons yeah, why they're just not. There's no, but there's no bit of zip, and that's it's like a mystery. How? Why aren't we getting anything out of him? And every week you think it's another week along the line they'll they'll give you something. But look, I don't want to talk about just Dublin. Clare were outstanding, mm-hmm. and now they got their own goal. That was more or less mirror image of Conor Callan's and Cons was disallowed in there, so it's given. But it was a great goal. It shows the beauty of the long yeah. ball as well. Yeah. Um, do you know, that's great. Like it's a risk. What? Do you know? There's no risk in it. You lose it. You're 120 or 40 yards from your own goal. So what about that's it? it. Um, the massive reward. No, that's it. That's it. And like, and I mean, I, I did feel for the Clare supporters and stuff. You know, they made the journey, and um, like, I, they just would have felt so aggrieved at the end of it. You know, but like, if you don't win it, you don't win it. You know. At the at the end of the day, just because they performed against this team that you know no one would have expected them to beat, and they ran it close. But like, what was it? Was there six points at one stage coming towards the end? Six yeah, points. I mean, yeah, six points. You know, yeah. like no one's no one's really because it's just so positive from them. Yeah. But no one's really saying like you also give away a six point lead. Like that's not that's not really obvious. Yeah, look, look, it, it, look, they don't want to do that. Like obviously they went probably too long at the end without scoring, and then you have to give credit for Dublin. Credit to Dublin for pulling their way back. And it's not all yeah. the gloom. The top of the table, they have Jack McCaffrey yes. back, who hasn't lost any pace, actually looks stronger. Um, yeah, it does look bigger, he's doesn't it? two cameo appearances. He does. He looks bigger. He looks stronger. Um, and the pace the pace is, is what we expected. Um, yeah, he is on fairness. And he, he can hurt teams on his own. So, look, he got minutes in the last two games, made a good impact. Like that created the last score. He the last he gave the assist for the last the winning score to Carmel Costello, so he's a big plus. They're playing Derry next week, and at the moment you'd be there going, "Oh, Derry all day the way they're playing," but maybe this is what Dublin are yeah. playing for. Just get up to this point now, and we'll take off from there. You just you don't. This, know could, this could be the game that raises you know that they raise their game for. Yeah. Derry could bring the best out of them. Yeah, but it's above in Celtic mm. Park. It'll be won't be an easy place to go. It'd be different now than Crow Park. You go, oh, Dublin could play a different style up yeah. there now. You know, they might have been just strolling through these games. And look, he has blooded a lot of new players and stuff like that. So maybe we're just buying into. It. But I think a lot of it is just down to the the boring nature of the game. That's that's it. And I wanted to ask you just on Jack McCaffrey. I was wondering, like, because he's absent from the county game for so long, and he, he seems to have. Like it's pretty seamless for him, you know. The, from what we can see in the outside, I know they're they're, they're bedding him in, and that's probably a smart thing to do. But he's making impacts pretty much straight away, mm. as you already mentioned. I was just wondering in the in the carry setup, like who was there ever that one player who could who could go away and come back and just look like he'd never missed a beat, you know? Like they're, they're, that sort of freak of nature in terms of Mike Mac. Mike Mac did it. Mike McCarthy did it. Right for enough, yeah. Well, what? You good man. 
he was uh, he came back in '09. He was a fullback. He was fullback um, for a number of years, and I don't think he gone for two or three years, and came back as a uh-huh. centre back, and was the fittest man Seriously? on the team. And he was a good man for the few fags. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Well, that's maybe that's the secret. And like, I remember just going, "My God, this man's a machine!" And he was a Rolls Royce, sort of, the like against Dublin, the quarter final, we were stuttering through it. First played a game, he bombed straight through the middle, sets up a goal for Gooch, and we're bang, we're well mm-hmm. on our way. Um, like he was the only person I know. He, do you know what? I think he was playing a lot of soccer at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, sort of keeping a, a level of match fitness, sort of sharpness game. yeah but like he went away as a full back and came back as an unbelievable center back and just cruising through games and creating scores and dominating forward like he was the only one like he was a very different player uh-huh. jack like jack's just explosive power um like mac was different but he went away and came back and it was actually quite depressing. Yeah. You know, you're turning away for a couple of years and this fella comes back and he's just cruising through runs. You're like going, what's going yeah, on here? Yeah, demoralizing. But, um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, so that, that'll be, uh, it'll be interesting now next week, Derry and Dublin and, and Celtic Park. Um, like that, you know, if Dublin don't win and Cork get a win, all of a sudden yeah. maybe they're looking over their shoulder, maybe, you know, so yeah, things change a lot, but yeah, they change very quick. Yeah, do you know? So, uh, look, we go back up to Division One. Uh, with Ross Common, who were sitting at the top of the table, and Monaghan, who we were tipping for relegation from the very start, but they are just a team, a Houdini team. Um, they're just doing what Monaghan do. They're waiting for us all to write them off. They give an, a shocking performance <laughs> in Fitzgerald Stadium, where you think, uh, "Look, they're gone this year." Not they can't keep. Can't keep yeah. surviving, and they're just two wins yeah, in a row. Yeah, insane. And I mean, uh, like we we were just sort of talking there about drone trying to find a way to get that intensity back. They look because they look so passive. And then when you looked at um, Monaghan against Kerry and that Potty Clifford goal in particular, where he just sort of strolled through the middle and nobody put a hand on him. When you seen that, yeah. I think that's when that's when you know it, it felt like nail in the coffin. Like there's no way this Monaghan team are going to get back up to speed intensity wise in time, you know, or they, they'll have found themselves too far deep in a, in a relegation battle. But they did, I mean, the, the it was like chalk and cheese uh, compared to when they were playing Kerry. They looked so dogged and, and hungry in the tackle, you know, loads of diving tackles, um, r- putting their heads in, you know, where most people wouldn't put their foot. Like, it's, it, it, like they did get it back. I mean, I'm wondering what, what, what their spark was, it, what the secret it, was. It was a Monaghan yeah. performance. That's you know it was what we expect from Mon- like the one like Monaghan obviously had quality players over the last number of years. But the one thing you always got from Monaghan was you got everything out of them. Yeah, Do you know there were there was very few games where you'd see Monaghan players coming off the pitch with energy in the tank. Do you know they they put it out there and like you said, even some of the scores that Ross Common kicked were very good scores, but they had yeah, to that's work exactly for it. Yeah, Do you know. They had to really work hard, and only for them being great kicks, they wouldn't have got yeah. them. Um, they were big 35, 40 yard scores. There was very few handy ones for them. Um, but yeah, a lot of it, like a lot of it, comes down to it sounds so basic, and like I probably say the same every week. Attitude. Yeah, yeah, but it so clearly does, especially this time of year. You know, where where maybe everyone's yeah, legs aren't up to to speed. Like you know, we saw the Clippers and Sean O'Shea and stuff like. They're not the same players as they're going to be later in the summer. You know, we knew that, um, but they're still unbelievable, and they're still they still always give like a hundred percent. You know, and that's the difference between staying as a top player and just having spurts and bursts. Um, and the, the whole Monaghan thing is yeah. so interesting too, because I feel like that kind of they just sort of they're synonymous with this attitude now, aren't they? Like, I mean, we everyone keeps saying they've got the bet. You know, they they've milked these players dry, and we've got the absolute best out of them. But they just don't stop, and it's like maybe it's not even the players. It's just it's just a genuine Monaghan. It's in the DNA, you know. Yeah, it could be just a trait that they have up there. Um, but no, like if he, it's actually nearly pleasing that they're. They'll be proving you wrong because they're proving you wrong with just obviously quality. Yeah. They have quality players, but there's nothing better than seeing a team prove people wrong 
putting their shoulders to the wheel, throwing their body on the line. And obviously, look, we're not going to say that sort of all heart and pride, but it's not. They have quality all yeah. over the field. Um, Jack McCarran was yeah. there, McCarthy, Bannigan, Gary Moan was out in his field. Yeah. Do you know? Um, do you know, I'm saying the same thing. Oh, they're still reliant on McManus, which they are. But the other players are stepping up there. Like, it's like the other players are going, hey, hold on a second. I'm a good player. I'll work as hard as the next man. I'll prove mm-hmm. you wrong. Do you know that bit of, don't write us exactly. off. And that's what you want to see. And it's, it's it was brilliant. And like Ross Common, look, Ross Common were flying it. Um, I think Kevin and I said, you know, you take the foot off the pedal. Maybe, you know, they, maybe they kind of underestimated our Monaghan going up to going, ah, look, we're flying. They're not going yeah. great. But, um, and maybe, do you know what? After a couple of league games as well, you do hit a bit of a lull where the body's a bit tired, a bit sore, and whatever else because John didn't play bad. They probably just didn't have the same energy yeah. as they had done. And I suppose it was the the final quarter in a lot of the games what got them over the line. Um, maybe they were just lacking that bit of energy to really push home again this year. Yeah, weekend. I mean, I'm wondering too, like, I think they were talking about it in RTE or in the Sunday game, like, would the Ross Common uh, management team almost be relieved, you know, that this sort of undefeated streak is now over and, you know, take the spotlight off them just a little bit? Because you don't want to be, you don't want to be the most hyped up team going into championship, you know, you, you want to like a, a little bit of underdog, yeah. a little question mark over you to, to sort of aim towards, you know, that whole proving people wrong kind of thing. So, you you know, you'd rather sort of... yeah. Like they were saying as well, it wasn't just they were undefeated this year. They were they went through the league last yeah. year undefeated as well, so they're kind of banging on that drum. So ah, look, I don't think so. I, I like once one part of me is saying, "Geez, I'm glad not to be here." Yeah, yeah. It. But um, as as a player, you want it. It's habit. It's habit. Winning's mm-hmm. a habit. Losing can become a habit. Um, and the more games you win, the more confidence it wins. You get to six, eight points. Um you're safe, bit of relief, maybe you drop it a percentage or two. But, and, you know, this argument of, will they want to get to a league final, Connacht Championship is a week later. Why not? Yeah. Like, you know, drive it on. Get to play in Crow Park the week before you play a Connacht Championship and possibly pick up silver. You'd be buzzing. Yeah. Buzzing, confidence, going through the, the whole county and the squad. Um, but look, they're still they're still going alright. They're unlucky weekend, but like the story is Monaghan, Monaghan just doing Monaghan do, um, and they're pulling it out of the bag. And if you were to ask me now, will Monaghan stay up? I'd say yeah. So that means they're definitely going down. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um, just on what we've seen the last two weeks and Tyrone, the last yeah, game, that'll be very interesting. Yeah, so you you're almost guaranteed that. One of them's going to need something mm-hmm. out of it, yeah. and you remember probably at the expense, maybe at the expense of the others. And Monaghan beat Galway up at home. Was it three mm-hmm. years ago, three or four years ago? In in a game like that, to put Dublin last year, Galway down. Dublin, oh yeah, yeah. they did it two years like, ago. Yeah. Like they're the last team you want to play last game of the season when you're in a relegation fight. Uh, if they are as huh. well, you know, because they're the masters at it. They just know how to raise to that occasion. Yeah. Um, they it's, they're just hustling us. They do this every year. They, they start off badly and bad. I think it, it's a long, big yeah. joke about that. <laughs> Look, we'll, we'll. but um, um, another team that possibly will be in that position fighting for relegation. They got a good point the weekend. Dun, Donegal versus Galway. Um, just on Galway, Matthew Tierney. Mm. We talked about it last weekend when they're missing your main man or main two men you need players to stand up and not only is he standing up he is powering yeah. through he looks like he's put on a bit of size he was obviously a big rangy guy last year he looks powerful um, and just wants the ball wants the ball wants to put the head up wants to look to kick um, Finnery was back he was brilliant they're, they're built they're yeah they're, like I know they're not getting all this the score or the points on the board that maybe they would have hoped to have at this stage, but if the two boys come back, um, I'm not sure how long Comer's going to be out for. But Shane Walsh, you'd imagine, will be home. Yeah, soon. Soon, you soon. think? Yeah, um, you think so? Like, cause there's not much prep time now. He would want to get games under his belt before championship. Yeah. 
So, but like that, there's fellas standing. And do you know what? When you're away, let's say if you're starting for and you're away and there's fellas coming in, they're doing well, you want to get back yeah. there quickly. Yeah. It's sort of, uh, do you know? You don't want to play and catch up definitely. to them. Trying to pass and I'm wondering, too, like, I think there's an element too of Matthew Tierney, and I'm in no way saying that he's, he's enjoying the fact that they're out injured, but I'm saying he's enjoying that responsibility. They're sort of like, here, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the main man now, you know, like, can take that extra touch, can call yeah. it for that ball, can take the... Um, uh, these shots, you know, because like, who's going to say anything, really? <laughs> you know, a hundred, but it's a hundred percent. It's a case of, do you know what? Some players yeah. grow. I don't think he can grow anymore, to be honest. <laughs> He's massive, but and some people shrink. Exactly. Yeah, and they don't want that responsibility. But he looks like he's relishing that uh, that newfound responsibility. That lads, we need someone here. Give it to me. Or look, geez, we need to win a kick out. I'll go. Yeah, we need to kick a free. We need we need something, and do you know what? That's just showing. Look, we obviously know he's a good footballer, but that's just showing a bit of character. Mm. Do you know, I sound like Roy Keane, so that but character and work rate by me and Mickey <laughs> Hart. But um, but that's do you know what? When you have the, if you have a player who has ability and he's willing to show that bit of grit and that work rate, you're you'll go a mm. long way. Do you know? But having all the good footballers, it, it gets you so far. But you need to have that bit of that bit of dig deep, you know. Yeah. You need to have something in the stomach that you need to have that want, that want to be the man for the responsibility, that want that the lads are going to be looking and, to me. And I think the, um, the confidence is so high too because they know these other players are coming back to be added to this. You know, like Galway yeah. so well are performing nicely, even I would say without you know the, the big names that, that are still to come. So like, there's there's almost like an element of, geez, how good can this Galway team be you know it's like they get, it's nearly working in their fair like we're talking about auras and stuff before but like I do I'm trying to imagine you know a, a prime Shane Walsh and, and Damian Comer and thrown back into the mix there and suddenly you're, you're causing real problems we don't want to just uh, keep talking about Galway for this obviously Donegal played their part in fairness to Donegal even though they haven't been playing great the one thing that stood out for me in a lot of their games is they kicked a lot of Brilliant scores from mm-hmm. distance. Um, they have very good footballers. They are definitely in transition, but they have the talented. I think they have the talented players that can. They can definitely do the nice stuff. Now, um, like that, they're probably trying to find out a bit about themselves. Well, no, Michael Murphy and then McBrearty gets injured, and you know they got a penalty the last day. It was a funny penalty. Yeah, it's bizarre. I suppose they throw a ball. I. I I'd be honest, I think the referee got confused and went yeah. the option Would you, here. There was maybe an argument that he held on to it too long. Was that maybe? I thought it. I thought that was it. And then they were saying that it was a troll ball. Bizarre. Look, either way, it was it was bizarre, yeah. No, it wasn't the greatest penalty. But he, he stood up to it. He got a bit of power mm-hmm. in it. Uh, but he's a player now, Gallant, that has showed a lot of promise. Been hampered by a few injuries. But it's an opportunity now. He'll get more ball into his hands mm-hmm. in a game. Because they'll be looking for him more because obviously McBrearty and there's no Michael Murphy anymore. And that should bring him on, yeah. give him confidence. And maybe other players will look at him and other players getting more ball and getting an extra score in That's every game. Easy so, opportunity to do with No, there's no reason why he can't do Yeah, exactly. So, look, it was a big point for Donegal. Um, they went a long spell without scoring. I, I, I still would be surprised if they stayed up, yeah. to be honest. Um, but... They're showing, they're showing enough that I think they have the players coming through. There's a lot of good footballers, but it's about getting up to that. Sometimes it takes a while to get used to senior football, the physicality and the fitness uh-huh. side of it. Uh, and there are stages in games where they do look absolutely dead in their feet. Um, and that takes time. That takes a bit of getting used to. But from a footballing they definitely have some good footballers coming through. And like I said, some of the scores they are kicking from from distance, especially, yeah. have been brilliant. Even the going back to the first game, the, the game they beat Kerry, and some of the scores they were kicking in that game were all outrageous. Yeah, no, they have it in their locker for sure. Um, they probably will be disappointed in their second half because they couldn't. They probably would have felt like they could have pushed on and 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 definitely sealed the win. But overall, we were talking about how, how good it is for Galway, but it's probably a bigger point for Donegal than, than it is for Galway and, and it does just keep them you know head above water sort of level you know now going, going into the next game and if they can sort of find a group like Monaghan has then 
you know, it, it, as much as I do think that they probably will be one of the teams relegated, it, it wouldn't be super surprising if they managed to stay up. Yeah, the way things are going, no one's getting relegated yeah. by us. Everyone's going to stay up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're going to drop down again, down to Division 2. Derry against uh, the team that are going to beat Dublin in Leinster, according <laughs> to you. Um, Kildare. I think that's I exactly said, what you said. We're gonna, no, do stop. It's going to be the heading. <laughs> <laughs> Joe journalist Joe's sport journalist tips Kildare to yeah. be Dublin but honestly what is going on it's Kildare at, like uh, like uh, watching it back I was there going this is pathetic I was like this is absolutely pathetic I felt so bad for the Kildare fans this is yeah. a home this is a home game I mean the, the, the home advantage is so big in the league like you can see the correlation so clearly of wins at home compared well, to low more often you yeah. know but they're, yeah, they're they, the opposite it's so bizarre ah jeez they were they were embarrassing against Cork and this was this was awful but it was I I, I don't know I'm it's a hard one like look, it goes back to the thing if you go name out their players the Flins the Highlands you know name out, you could name out six or seven uh-huh. quality players if you don't have it in that pit of your stomach and you don't want to work as hard as the man opposite you you're going nowhere and that's the only thing I can it's the only conclusion I can come to is these boys don't want to work as hard as you, you should be a motivational speaker Darm. They want every time I do these blocking I feel like I want to run oh. through walls after these conversations <laughs> don't do that because I'm not great at plastering <laughs> but but like genuine like but they are so limp. I'd be a bit ah. It's, it's do you know what? It like I don't care. I'm yeah. not from Kildare. I'm not a Kildare supporter. But it annoys yeah. me when you actually have players that are quality players, a good footballer, very good footballer. We've seen them do quality things. We've seen them put in big performances. And then when you go out and you give that type of performance, like and fellas don't actually. But supporters don't mind bad performances. Yeah. Do you know, you're going to have days where the ball just won't go over the yeah. bar for you. But you, you can forget it. But you yeah. can run. You can, you can run. You can yeah. tackle. You can put your body in the line. Only for the goalie, it would have been ridiculous. And then, and then you have Derry, who are probably the complete opposite to that. You know, they're, they're everything that's good about uh, a team that, you know, with unity and, yeah. and intensity and, and they're all like together for the cause sort of thing. Like that, that's probably what best typifies Derry at the minute. Um, did you see Niall Lachlan's goal? Like this is, uh, uh, to be fair, I didn't credit Ethan Doherty a couple of weeks ago enough because I was just, I thought Meave was just so bad at defending when he took the ball in the corner, beat two or three of them and, and managed to stick it in the net. But Niall Lachlan did it again there yesterday. And I'm just wondering, I think yeah. their forward, like Gallagher's given the forwards, you know, full reign to go for goal to attack the crossbar. Like, Take your man on. Like, he's really, really encouraging that. Um, he criticised them. There's no better Exa- skill. Yeah. There's no better to, skill. Because it makes something from nothing. And I think defenders, they sort of, because of the, there was there was a while there where the blanket defence and the sweepers in behind, they, they sort of stopped getting used to, you know, going like, forwards and actually thinking, yeah, I will be, just, just take you on here from a standing position and, and go turn you inside out before taking the shot on. You know, it nearly catches them on the hop. Um, and it's just, it's just another yeah. tool that they have. And, and then a shout out to the, I think, Conley McGuckin made his um, debut for Derry. I think he made his debut. I don't actually know for certain, but it's the first time I've seen him play for Derry. And he obviously played such a huge role for Glenn in the club season. Um, he got man of the match against Kulku in the Ulster final, I think. And he's, he's just been fantastic. I know there's, there's a lot, a guessing there's a lot of, I, I think. He definitely got man of the match in one of the big games. And I do think it was the Ulster final. I only say, I think, just to keep myself safe. But uh, so it's, it's good yeah. to see that, like, you know, uh, Gallagher obviously kept an eye on that and, you know, convinced them to, to make the jump up. And it can only be yeah. another tool to them. But they will be in, they'll be full of confidence with Dublin coming to yeah, time. Full of, like, yeah, that, look, they got the boys back straight after the Club yeah. All-Ireland. And that shows something that they wanted to get back in straight away. They want to hit the ground running. They're going to love the fact that a Dublin are coming up to them mm-hmm. to play them. Um, it'll be a full house. But like you said, about, do you know what? That's an art. Taking yeah. a fella on, going eyeball to eyeball. And I tell you, most defenders can't do it. If you, like a lot of the defenders, if you were naming out 
some of the best defenders in the in the country now. Most of them are just good going forward. Yeah, yeah. Or at least reading you know, the game and, and intercepting. But yeah. that actual, the you know, what you imagine defending to be in its basic form. The the, the yeah. old style of a Mark O'Shea or, or a Keith Higgins, which was, you know, or Ryan McMenamin, yeah. you know, stuck to you. Do you know, um, that doesn't happen that much because obviously there's cover. And even some of the, like the stronger teams, the Dublins, the Kerrys, a lot of the defenders don't have to defend anymore. Yeah, ex- uh, yeah exactly. They don't. You'd have maybe one or two to have to man mark and the rest of them might pick up a man when he comes forward. But by the time he comes forward, the defence is fairly stacked with opposition forwards and mm-hmm. backs around the place. So there's bodies everywhere. Like, is this even the, this is the better, the stronger teams because... You're never going six on six, and, and even so, and very rarely you're actually. I don't know if you've seen it then. Even it was one of the very few good things uh, that Tyrone did against uh, Mayo. But early in the game, Dark Yanaman got the ball surrounded by two or three players and put the head down, beat one, beat two, and took his point. Yeah, I think it was the first score. opening score. Yeah, first score. It was a you know, brilliant score. But you were kind of going, how, how, how is this? And Mayo, I'm fairness, are one of the better teams at tackling yeah. and defending and stuff. But it is something that if you're courageous enough or ballsy enough to actually just go at your man, drop the shoulder and go. Most of them are going to pull you down mm-hmm. or you'll get by him. But look, um, I think like Kildare have big issues, big issues. They're, um, they've just been atrocious. Um, and look, the less said on it, no, at this stage, the better, because like I said, I don't think it's down to them not having footballers. Yeah. I think it's an attitude thing. Um, they got a management team in there that they all raved about. Um, and after you can't be playing management either a lot of it comes down to do the players want yeah. to do it do you know do you want to run hard, harder than the man you're, you're marking <clears throat> do you want to cover your buddy there and track his man if he's falling over his man get away do you want to do it and a lot of them look like they don't want to do it they want the ball in hands and they want to flute around with it but they don't want to do the hard craft so there you go that's it they're not even yeah. they're not even <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah other mentions there because we're running out of time um Big win for mm-hmm. Wicklow. Um, probably a surprise victory because Leash were going very well in Division 4. Um, Ocean McConville now starting getting into the group. Probably getting to know the players yeah. a bit better. They're getting to know him a bit better. And we're starting to see a bit of something from them, um, which is good. Um, Leash would be, uh, like, they look like they were going to be cruising there. All of a sudden, it won't be quite as easy. So, um, that was a big win for Ocean. Absolutely, absolutely. Um I was curious to see because he, he had success at club level and at university level in management and the county football was obviously something that was on his radar. So he got his opportunity. I thought he was very brave going into one of the lower teams, um, which is you know, arguably a bigger challenge. And now he seems to be getting a tune out of them. So it's good to see. It's good to see for, for Wicklow, you know, uh, for them to, to yeah. get some success, hopefully. 100%, yeah. And for Mana, um did it again, yeah. won it late against Antrim. Drama Queens, um, they love it. Quick, yeah, another late goal with Quigley. Um, the man of the moment up there at the moment. Um, so, look, that puts them in the mix now as well. Two, two, two good wins in a row. Cavan, in Division yeah. 3, are, are doing what, you know what, they're doing what we'd expect them yeah. to do anyway. Um, but another big win. Paddy Lynch kicking 10 points for them. Um, so that'll be interesting to see who is going to be in the mix with them going up. And I suppose, finally, like you said there earlier, is the honeymoon period over for Culmer or Kameed? Um, got beat again. The it's, they've got a lot of in, injuries and stuff, you know, to contend with as well. But, you yeah. know, you got that immediate bounce out of them. And now it's like maybe the realities of, of inter-county management and, the, and all of the issues and problems that come with it could are, are coming to the fore. Of course, still very, very early days, but... You know, just because of that initial start that they had and they were so exciting, you're wondering where they'll go yeah. from here kind of thing. But I think this is probably more where we thought they were at. Yeah, and like that, in fairness, credit has to go to Mickey Hart and Load. Um, I suppose a lot of people might have thought they might go down, but look, they had a couple of tough games to start where they didn't get, really get much luck. But um, they're sitting in fourth and they're just um, point to point Cork and third. So look, they're they're looking quite good. To stay in the division anyway, I don't think yeah. they'll be going up or anything. But um, no, they're they're getting some good results now as well. So um, no, it's all to play for like that. I think all the divisions are fairly like Division Two. Look, it seems a bit predictable. Dublin, they're ready to come up, but 
there's a lot of there's a lot of um tense relegation battles and promotion battles in three and four um so i think we're in for a good couple of weeks coming up absolutely i oh, don't know about good weeks because we'll see you after the carriage round yeah, yeah i'm glad you're going to tenerife anyway you'll not have to hear from me oh, don't worry i'll be ringing you <laughs> i bet but uh, unfortunately that's all we have time for today's show um Big thanks to Lee for joining me today. Always enjoy chatting with him. And uh, hopefully we'll have Niall back with us next year when he gets over his little sniffle. Uh, thanks very much, Lee. Cheers, Darren. Thank you.